Hey guys, welcome to another episode of More Than a Podcast. This is your host, James. And as always, back to give you guys more of the greatness. So let's jump right into it. Uh, today is uh, Saturday, uh, January 16th, 2021. So happy to be in the new year. And um, with new years come new things. And uh, yeah, I've, I've actually had a had a few new instances uh this past week so uh been playing a bunch of games and been you know looking at a lot of uh new releases and just kind of checking the the scene as far as uh, video games are concerned and what's been really crazy is uh in new releases they've actually had a game that uh dropped on uh multiple platforms and it's actually a re-release of sorts uh and it's scott pilgrim versus the world and um you know it, it okay so for for those who are uninitiated as far as scott pilgrim versus the world um this is a i believe it's a series of books or i don't think it's manga but i, I do believe that there there are books maybe they're young adult uh books and um you know they turned it into a movie and it's a game and all kinds of stuff like that and um, the game, for one purpose or another, was available openly at at you know one time, and it's a beat 'em up, um, you know, you know, akin to like a Double Dragon or a Streets of Rage. And uh, I remember there was the big uh, kerfuffle about them uh, being, you know, the uh, developers taking it uh, off of. Uh, you know, all forms of digital mediums. So uh, people couldn't download it anymore uh, for a long, long time. And they just re-released it. It's released as the complete edition. And uh, yeah, it's it's out. Um, I actually uh, caught wind of it through a few articles on Twitter. Uh, and then I um, happened to see that it was listed on Google Stadia and PS4 and the Nintendo Switch. It seemed like it showed up on the PS4 a little bit later than the other uh, two, but uh, all in the same, it's it's readily available. So if you're into beat-em-ups and, you know, and you enjoy, uh, I mean, if you've seen Scott Pilgrim, the movie, which, by the way, like, you know, I it's, it's a few times in my life where I could have the pleasure of, of seeing a movie or experiencing a universe without any, um, you know, any kind of knowledge of what it is or where it came from, you know, and I just find myself completely floored and pleasantly surprised. And Scott Pilgrim versus the world, uh, when I went and saw the movie, was one of those experiences. It was like I saw it and it was just like jaw dropping good. It was just great. It was amazing. And, um, you know, I um I would think that the same thing could be said about this this game. Now I I unfortunately haven't had the chance to play it yet. I want to pick it up. I mean it's only 15 bucks um on, you know, the different consoles, but you know, it's like I you know, I I got so many other games that um you know, I'm playing, you know, at any given time that I just don't have, you know, enough room to fit it in, but it, you know, it's going to be openly available and, you know, uh, I don't think that they're going to be so quick that at this point to take the game away from, uh, from the gamers. So, 
you know, I, I believe I will have plenty of time to grab myself a copy uh, when I'm ready. But yeah, it's a cool little beat em up as far as what I've seen. Um, but I know that it is it is highly regarded and, and people um, really hold this up there as one of the better beat em ups that they've experienced. And I think it probably uh, falls into the uh, understanding of, you know, what how it translates the universe based on, you know, the books and the movie and, and whatnot. So I'm excited to one day get my hands on it. Um, and I hope that for those of you who, you know, uh, possibly didn't get it the first time and now you have a chance that, you know, you go ahead and pick it up and, and enjoy what it is. And for those of you who have played it, you get to play the complete edition. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that's with uh, some sort of DLC or something. Uh, but, you know, I would say 15 bucks is a, is more than uh, fair for a complete edition of anything. So, yeah, grab your copy of uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Um, so yeah. On PS4, Xbox, I believe, uh, Nintendo Switch and also Google Stadia. Um, what I've been playing, um, you know, I it's really funny because I, you know, like you guys have been listening to the, to the past episodes and. Every time I mention something about playing a game, it's usually been me telling you guys that I've been playing on Google Stadia, and that has not changed. I've really been investing my time and my effort and everything into Stadia, and it hasn't let me down uh, since I've been putting so much time into it, um, but I decided to go ahead and uh, grab another game, um, you know, and, and they, you know, they give you plenty of games to play uh, on their on their pro um, membership, but none of the games that they give you are, you know, really top tier triple A games. So, you know, you usually just get a bunch of throwaway stuff. Uh, So I went ahead and got another triple A title and that was Baldur's Gate three and uh, Baldur's Gate three is a game that released a few months back. Um, But there's the caveat that it is only an early access game, which might turn a lot of people off. Reason being, uh, one, it's uh, it's not complete in development, so there's going to be a lot of bugs, a lot of uh, things that just are incomplete, uh, and they do expect you to pay a full price uh, for the entire game. So, you know, uh, it is a sixty dollar game, fifty nine ninety nine, and if you are that invested into the universe of Baldur's Gate, then it may be uh, something that you want to look into. Um, But I would just say for the casual uh, gamer who's looking for an RPG to play, uh, I would save my money and wait until they finish this. But I went ahead and I I actually grabbed uh, the game uh, mostly for the fact that, you know, I really wanted to get myself invested in, uh, you know, the classic style of of role playing. action RPG. <clears throat> you know, I've been playing a bunch of cyberpunk, but that's like a totally different thing. And, you know, just kind of wanted to get back into the whole Dungeons and Dragons feel of role playing. So I uh, went ahead and got it. And let me tell you this. First off, you know, again, it's it's in early access. Uh, so, you know, there's there's a lot to be understood if you do run across something that seems like, you know, it doesn't fit in the particular scope of, of what you're experiencing. Uh, but man, it looks really cool. It looks good. Uh, it plays fairly well. 
and I, I I seem to be enjoying it. Now I will I will say that it is really really difficult though. Um, you know, a, as an early access, it doesn't have uh, any way to manipulate the difficulty. So this is definitely a game where you're going to have to get good. Um, so much to the point where I become extremely frustrated uh, at one point. And, and you usually like I get more frustrated when I play role playing games and I hit a roadblock as opposed to any other game. Like I can play fighting games and, you know, get beaten by a boss a hundred times over and I'll totally take that you know, onto, uh, you know, the way I'm playing the game, you know, why I'm, you know, if I'm not using defense, if I'm too offensive or just whatever the case, but when it comes to role playing, it's, it's, it's still those dynamics, but <laughs> the the other part of me is I just want to hear the story. I just want to see the story. I want to see how this plays out and you're hindering me from seeing the story. So, you know, when I'm, when I'm not, when I hit those roadblocks and I'm not able to progress that story, it gets really aggravating. Um, you know, there, there is, there is a lot to be said about, you know, the difficulty, um, you know, to, I mean, I, I know that there are people who, I mean, I, I see it online. I look at the YouTube videos, people have progressed, you know, to the point of completing the game. And I, and all I can do is wonder, you know, like I started my first character off and I believe I was a, <clears throat> um, I was a half elf uh, cleric, or I could have been a um, no. I, I, yeah, I was something. So I was some class that uses magic. I don't think it was a cleric. Um, I think it was a wizard. Yeah, I think I was a wizard. And um, yeah, I was just totally failing, and I kept failing, and just it was just really, really difficult. And I was super upset, so upset in fact that I just made a new character. And it was almost the same way that I reacted to. Um, to Dark Souls the first time because, you know, Dark Souls has, you know, they give you the ability to, you know, uh, you know, build a specific class of character and, you know, you can go in the way of a knight or a rogue or, you know, a vagabond or just whatever. And, um, you know, it's the same here. And I just felt like, man, I, I may, I'm, I might've just picked a class that, you know, for all intents and purposes, has a more difficult, you know, uh, incline. So, you know, which is something that I wish they, you know, moving forward, you know, uh, developing for the game would be really cool if they, uh, you know, put that as, as a subset on, on, on the, uh, character selection, you know, to say, Hey, look, you're going to pick a cleric. Uh, you know, this is going to be very hard, you know, starting off, this is going to be very hard. You're going to have to work, uh, you know, to get to a prominent point where, you know, you are a threat to, you know, the open world. Um, but <clears throat> I started off with a new character. I made a warlock. I still wanted to, I still wanted to, uh, get my character, you know, um, more involved in spells and knowledge and things of that sort, you know, and, um, what's really funny is that I, I actually realized very quickly how unassociated I am with Dungeons and Dragons. So there was a lot of new concepts that I was getting used to, you know, the, um, the rolling for, you know, like to take actions, like, uh, there were points where I need to have a uh, perception 
or intimidation. You know, the the, the things that you usually, uh, you know, build up, you know, points for in, in normal RPGs. And, you, you know, you don't get to see a die roll to say whether you were successful or unsuccessful. It's usually, you know, you, if you get, you know, build it past 10 points, then you're this proficient. Build it past 15, then you're better than average. Build it up to 20 and nobody can touch you, you know, and it's not that way. I mean, you can, <clears throat> you know, you can totally have an attribute that is necessary for a particular demand and make a role and become successful and you know it pans out for you um and i do and, and i do appreciate it because it definitely lends a more challenging aspect to the game but the one thing that i couldn't stand and i'm telling you it's like the most frustrating thing about Baldur's gate 3 is the uh it, again it's 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 the it's the difficulty um and how it's presented to you because so so my characters haven't even haven't even leveled up beyond two right i finally have a full party uh to the point where i actually have somebody waiting at camp so i gotta you know i got enough people right but every time we we go and uh you know we face up with you know some some kind of adversary they're always like levels above us you know, like my health is like nine. They're just like 20. It's like, I'm not going to win. <laughs> this is not going to pan out. And, you know, the the more frustrating part is when like I could be doing spells and my spells will not hit, but then theirs hits and they're critical and they knock me down. And uh, it's just, it's, it's a challenge, but you know, it, it's, it's a welcome challenge. Just, you know, I'm definitely going to keep with it. Um, I do appreciate also that there are multiple, ways that you can go about doing the same objectives and it's not necessary to do any particular objective uh before one or the other so you know um i really did appreciate that because there were certain <laughs> there were times where i was just like you know what screw going this way we keep dying let's just go this way and you know it, it got me a little further you know, it was it was a further walk to a whole nother roadblock, but still, it kind of it, it you know it just kind of kept me understanding that you know there are different uh, different ways that we can go about achieving these goals. So I, I'm 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 enjoying it. Um, I I look forward to them finishing the game, which which honestly, by the time I even get by by the time I even beat the game for the first time, they'll probably already they'll probably be fully done with it because. Uh, from what I am told, they're going to do this in a three, uh, three separate acts and, uh, act one in itself is 25 hours. Uh, and that's a lot. That's a, that's a whole lot. And that's not even in the consideration of, you know, uh, all the side quests that you can do and the dialogue and, you know, um, <clears throat> just all the random things that your character can get into. Um, I definitely, I definitely think there's something to be said about, um, thinking outside the, the box, um, as far as how you operate within that, that, uh, that ecosystem, because, you know, there may be things that when I play, I'm just not taking advantage of because I just don't see it. Um, but I'm looking forward to continuing playing. I'm looking forward to, uh, learning and trying to find different ways to experience success, uh, in, in, in manners that I probably, you know, wouldn't think of normally on any other day. So yeah, it's a pretty fun game. So I, I would say I would, again, I would say that, you know, if you're, uh, 
if you're all about Dungeons and Dragons and you know you followed the Baldur's Gate series, I would say definitely pick this up. Um, but if you're just looking for another RPG, I'd say wait until they finish this. Wait until they at least get a, get a uh, a um, option to you know uh, decrease the difficulty because because even when they do implement that, I'm probably going to go back and make another character and just put it on story mode so that I can just experience the story. Because to me, that's what's most important, at least in this type of role-playing game. So yeah, Baldur's Gate 3. Um, moving on, uh, segueing out of games, I want to talk about some other stuff. Um, I actually did a thing. So Friday was the release of WandaVision, Marvel's next foray into expanding their cinematic universe. And, um, you know, that's being done with a, I guess you want to call it an intermission that they're going to introduce through Disney Plus and their Marvel Studios uh, shows. They're going to be separate from what they uh, what they give us in the theaters but they're all going to be interconnected and WandaVision is the first uh leg into the new Marvel universe um or new Marvel phase um so I went ahead and I got Disney Plus and I gotta say I I was it was really funny because I was assuming that I would be able to get a trial started for Disney plus and they were like, uh, uh-uh, no trial. You, you gotta buy it. And I, you know, it's not that bad. I mean, it's six 99. So, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm, uh, you know, twisting my arm to, uh, pay for Disney plus. So I went ahead, bit that bullet and yeah, uh, it's two episodes up as we speak, uh, on WandaVision and, you know, just, just going over it. No, no spoilers or anything like that. I'm just going to say this, the feeling I got out of watching those two episodes, it was like watching an episode. Now I've, I watch a lot of old school TV. Um, it's like watching a, an episode of leave it to beaver or, um, bewitched or I love Lucy. Um, it, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's completely associated with those like old forties, fifties type shows and and it just feels weird but what i will say and this is all i'm going to say when the trippy stuff starts happening it definitely gets really interesting and all i can really do as a fan of uh, marvel studios uh projects i'm all i'm doing is just trying to find my connections to what their next step uh, ultimately will be which is going to be the multiverse um so I'm I'm just looking for any little hints that I can get uh, in association with the multiverse and the different directions that they're going to be presenting that, you know, with uh, Doctor Strange and uh, Spider-Man. So it's going to be some really cool stuff. Um, I can't wait until uh, they release the next episode. I don't know in in I don't know how they release their episodes on Disney Plus. I was told on Friday, but, you know, even on Friday, like, are they going to release them by the twos or you know like i or is it just going to be one episode every friday like um i'm I'm interested to see but um yeah that 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 was that was a really uh interesting take as far as uh getting disney plus now what was really really interesting yesterday was that i actually did a different thing 
in association with my Disney Plus subscription. So I, you know, entertained this notion that I was not interested in seeing or understanding anything about one of the most talked about shows in digital streaming, The Mandalorian. Um, I wasn't interested and I just honestly felt like it wasn't anything that was, you know, uh, going in the direction of my general interest. I felt like if I was going to take on Star Wars, it was only going to be in the theater because it's just such a grand uh, scale of, of, you know, of, uh, of a universe. And, and that's the only way that I felt like I wanted to consume star Wars. Um, like I don't even play star Wars games to be honest with you. Uh, and if I do there, it's very few and far between like, you know, I played Knights of the old Republic back in the day, um, played a little bit of the old Republic, but outside of that, it's like, I don't, I don't get any of the, uh, star Wars games, but reeling it back into the Mandalorian, I am going to go ahead and confess to you all that I was dead wrong. And yes, as you all have been saying for ever and ever and ever, The Mandalorian is a fantastic show. It is a great, great show. Um, I am only five episodes in, but in those five episodes, I am completely floored on why I have not been making an effort to enjoy this for myself. And I, I'm, I'm trying to take that in a more positive stride because I realize that, you know, they do have a second season that has already uh, come out. I think it was in October that it, that it came out. So, you know, I can binge through this first season and, and, you know, get up to speed with the second and be just okay but man, I, I was missing out. I really was. I was truly missing out. And I, and I don't know why in the, in the world I was trying to convince myself that I didn't want to watch this show. Um, my takeaways from it is that, you know, it was described to me as a Star Wars Western. And I got to say, that's a perfect analogy. That is, that is like a, a perfect way to describe the Mandalorian. It is absolutely that. Um, the one thing, the one thing that I really, really enjoy, um, is, and, and I usually enjoy this about star Wars in general is I, I enjoy side characters more than I enjoy the main plot of, you know, uh, of the movie's direction. Uh, I just, I don't know. It's something about just the, the little people that are, that are featured in like, you know, with this one episode and I'm just like, dude, I was totally into him or I was totally into her. And all I can do is hope that somewhere through, you know, the remainder of the season that these characters do uh, come back and, and, you know, make, make a more substantial presence, but they don't have to, because it just, it, 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 it brings a part of the charm that in itself, which I, I feel is is happening successfully, it's just going to make me go back and watch and admire how much I really do enjoy about those characters. Now, <clears throat> now, as far as the character of the Mandalorian, he's cool. He's cool. Now, the only thing that I don't like, because my perception on the bounty hunters, you know, um, and Mandalorians is that they're not big on talking. 
that that's just the way that I've always seen it. Now, I've never again, I don't know anything about the expanded universe in the Clone Wars episodes or anything like that. Like I haven't seen much of anything uh, outside of the normal, you know, uh, the normal offerings of Star Wars. But, you know, like I just have my I just have my idea. You know, it's like my idea of what the Mandalorian was going to be like. And I mean, he spends a whole lot of time just talking and, you know, it was just like, man, I, I really wish you were more quiet. I wish it was more one liners and less lines of dialogue. Um, but I will say that with 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 an addition. The one thing that I do appreciate is how human they make this story. You know, the Mandalorian honestly feels like he could be any one of us in the army. I mean, he you know, he wasn't this um at least in the five episodes that I saw, you know, he's a vulnerable individual, very vulnerable, um, you know, not 110 percent ahead of the curve on everything, you know, and he definitely sees difficult points through the story that, you know, will inevitably fold out. And I'm just enjoying that. I think I'm enjoying the humanity of his character. Um and then there's, there's, you know, people will kill me if I don't mention it. There's the baby Yoda. And yes, the baby Yoda is adorable. The baby Yoda is amazing. And um, it does add a whole different dynamic to many of the uh, scenes that I have come across <laughs> on, uh, on, on the five episodes that I've looked at, looked at. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking again, I'm looking forward to finishing, uh, this first season. I believe it's eight episodes. So I got three more to go and then I'll get into the second season and we'll see what happens there. I'm pretty sure most of you who are listening and have already seen the first, um, seen the first, uh, uh, season are probably saying, Oh, just wait till you get to the second, second season is going to be so good. And I, I'm I'm with it, so I will be looking uh, into that, and you know maybe on next uh, next week's uh, more than a podcast, we'll continue talking about the Mandalorian since now it is just as big to me as it has been for everybody else in the world. This is definitely one of those points where uh, you know, like you, people ask, "Have you been living under a rock?" Yes, I have been living under a rock for some quite some time for as long as i haven't been watching the mandalorian i've been under a rock so yeah um so you know again just kind of recap uh what what games are you guys playing are you guys excited for uh scott pilgrim versus the world uh re-releasing on multiple consoles uh is there any rpgs that you're playing out there um do you guys have Disney Plus? Have you seen WandaVision? How do you feel about that? How do you feel about The Mandalorian? Are you excited? Um, are you like me and just now uh, experiencing this? Um, let me know because I love to talk to you guys. You guys can always hit me up on the Twitter. Uh, you can hit me up under uh, Coach at More TA Podcast. That's More TA Podcast uh, under Coach. Uh, yeah, and we can talk about all of these things that I have brought up. Well, that is uh, going to do it. Uh, really excited that you guys come around every week to listen to me go on and on and on about my interests. But again, it's a, it's a shared interest. You know, I talk to a lot of you during the week. And the reason that these episodes happen the way they do is because of what I talk about with you guys. So thank you. Uh, with that being said, 
you guys already know what the deal is. Do me that favor. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I will see you next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>